0: You know when it's like you know when peak you know we reached peak pandemic fatigue I feel online when when uh all the celebrities gave us the imagine.
1: That's what that's exactly what I'm talking about. And everyone was like, absolutely not. No.
0: No. Absolutely We don't need we need This is
1: not what we need right now.
0: We need support for the arts and a vaccine. That's what we need. We don't need you guys
1: singing very average to um, to like imagine. It's just like not a thing that yeah. we need at the moment. And it's not even, and it wasn't
0: even good. It was like, hey, he here was, I am with my multi-million dollar film deals uh, on my shitty was, phone. It's like, my,
1: my life has not been affected at all, but here's some inspiring words for you guys. You plebs. That's what it sounded like.
0: Yeah. Please do this. Please do this. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome back to Baby Got Backhand. My name's Morgan Roberts. This is a podcast where I talk to people who do things and make things, and we we, we go inside baseball on some stuff that uh, that we find interesting. I'm joined today by Michelle Grace Hunter. How are you?
1: I'm good. Has anyone ever told you you've got a really great voice for radio or oh, podcast? <laughs> That's
0: great. <laughs> I find that I do find that um, people. Like that's a funny. That thing is 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 usually like a double edged sword. It said like I've got a no. no you got a voice for when they say you got a face for radio. That's, that's yeah. The no, I was sword. definitely yeah. not, not saying, saying
1: that. I was. Oh, it was actually definitely a compliment and saying you have a great Morgan, you ugly <laughs> great tones of your voice for a radio slash podcast.
0: Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I sang. I've sung in choirs most of my life, so.
1: Oh, that's, I love it.
0: That's where you can get a bit of that. Um, look, this this podcast we haven't we haven't been we haven't been on for a few months now. You know, pandemic fatigue is a thing. Everyone, it's a thing. Uh, I'm not making any apologies. Um, you know, those when you jump on things, as like podcast. Um, do's and don'ts for your podcast, when you record an episode after you haven't recorded for a few months, don't call attention to the fact that you haven't recorded. now fuck off. I'm just- We're in a pandemic. People I-
1: are going to give you a pass. I tweeted um, I tweeted right. the other day. I was like, does anyone else do like three things on their list for the day and then just retire and just be like, and everyone was like, three things, you're an overachiever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Good point. <laughs> yeah. I've got this list that I've been trying to get through all week and I've got, I I actually have ticked a few things off this week. I actually, I feel quite productive, but usually this would be like what I do in a day and I, you know, it's taken me a week. It's Friday and I've still got things on it. So I get it. This pandemic fatigue is, this lockdown's really hurting. This one's really brutal. Yeah. Super brutal. Yeah.
0: Because you went through a fifth one and then three days later you're in another one.
1: Yeah, the fifth one, to be honest, actually felt okay because, I don't know, we got out of it pretty quickly and we were back in the groove of things and I was shooting, you know, a bunch of stuff and I, I was on the set of a video clip shoot when we got told about this one and I remember leaving the set Um, I think it was like we had to be in our cars by eight o'clock to be going home. And I just was cry. I just started crying. I was just like, it feels never ending. And I'm a really, really positive person. I'm very glass half full and I managed to keep my spirits up pretty much all of last year and kept myself really busy. And, um, I just didn't think we'd be in this position in August of 2021. And it just felt hopeless and. I don't know. It just it really hit different for me personally, and I was just crying. And I just said to my husband, "Can you please order like heaps of carbs? I just need comfort food, just like pasta, garlic bread. Just give me all. <laughs> just like I needed comfort that night, and you know. And then yeah. I've just found this particular lockdown. I've been, I've really taken it easy on myself. Like I am. I do push myself and I do stay try and stay really productive. And, and this one I've just been like, ugh, can't be bothered. <laughs> just can't be bothered.
0: Yeah. And and I think it's, I, I think part, you know, this is not a, like a lot of things. Like I don't, I don't want to talk, I think we, you know, it, it's important to talk about how it's affecting ourselves. But I don't want to talk about COVID. Like I feel like everyone's talking yes. about it all the time, yeah. every day. Agreed. The news is talking about it. But, but I think addressing it in some degree and just saying, hey, it's a thing and it is affecting us in this way. Um, I actually think yeah, there's talking so about much more how, interesting things.
1: Yes, agree. Yeah,
0: yeah. The nuance of it I find actually quite interesting. Like how have people, what have people have been doing, how have people doing, and, and not in a hustle pivot way, but just like, a, hey, like, um, and, and, you know, we'll talk about this today. Uh, yeah. But we, we've, we've gone, we've gone down, already gone down a tangent um how would you how would you describe yourself like as a creator as an artist
1: oh that's a good question um it really took me a long time to like self-identify as a creative or as, as an artist like I I picked up a camera at 31 so I did a bunch of other careers that I you know were interesting in in sport and film and entertainment and events and stuff like that which were always really interesting careers but um, very much in log- logistics and and planning and coordination of stuff and I thought I was pretty good at it but I used to get really bored in those in those jobs like after a few years I just get really restless and really bored um, and I had a really kind of epic monumental fail, a business failure very very catastrophic um, uh, very devastating, lost a lot of money um, which you know, the flip side of that was when I picked up a camera and I found photography. And so, you know, one of those things that was probably the darkest time of my life and, and one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through um, had led me to photography. And I, I guess I just threw myself into it and I felt like I didn't, I kind of had to make it work was where I was at at that point because I just didn't know, I didn't have any other options or I didn't know what else I was going to do. And um, it probably took me about five years to really, I guess own that. Oh, no, I am I am quite creative and I I I think I'm an artist, you know, and that took a while. Like it really did take a while. So, um, you know, I with people say, or oh, what do you call yourself or what do you you know, what is your role? I am a music photographer, I predominantly shoot in the music industry and have for ten years and purposefully so, I really I, I really kind of boxed myself in that niche um because I love I love music and I love musicians and um I love working with artists and musicians so um I I very much identify as a music photographer which you know in COVID times has been very challenging
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely but like like, and I'll, and I'll just, just on that, I mean, anyone who wants to jump on, I'll, you know, all the links in this will be in the show notes, but like, um, I was preparing, like we, I think we sort of met on, I think we met on Clubhouse, but like, I was aware of you on the internet. Like we did meet on Clubhouse. Aware. Ollie talked yes. about you. I saw your work and, and I was like, oh yeah, this person, <laughs> like we got, we would have a million mutual friends in the, the photo world. Um, yes. in Australia but then you know check out Michelle's website because it's like okay yeah you're a music photographer the, the, give me a laun- give me a laundry list particularly of Australian artists and <laughs> you will photograph them and that's like you know basically everyone from Katie Noonan to uh, I don't know Meg Mac to uh, Missy all of, Higgins all of them. I mean all of those people <laughs> all of the people and, <laughs> um do you I mean, it is a it is a hard it is a hard time. Anyone working in or around the arts at the moment, mm-hmm. um, when this started, and I, I put something up on the Facebook the other day. I was like, "Can we stop talking about during COVID? Like, we're, it's we're still during COVID. We're still yeah, during. yeah, we're still <laughs> like, yeah, we are still, still that is so
1: true. We are still right in the <laughs> yeah. middle of it. One thousand percent agree.
0: Um, but uh, at the start, you you started you started streaming. And I did also. Also, you have built used tw- Twitter to build, build build a large community, but streaming I find quite fascinating because it is this thing that's talked about that gamers talk about. It's this huge gaming thing, but really, like when you think about it, hang on, like anyone you can stream anything. You can right? stream
1: exactly. You can stream anything. Yeah. So that's. Um, so what happened was uh, on the twenty first of March, um, basically. I had about seven months of touring that was coming up in 2020. And uh, on that day, I put, um, that's a big, just deleting big chunks of my calendar out. Uh, obviously, that created a lot of anxiety and, and angst around what the fuck am I going to do now? Um, yeah. And so, my husband at the time was making a documentary on esports and he had showed me twitch uh he showed me a few months before and he was like hey like you should check this out maybe there's something you can do here and he was showing me and I was like I don't get it like what is this like and he was showing gamers obviously so I couldn't really understand the platform or what was there for me but he which is interesting because he he also bought me my first camera and and saw something there as well he's got this really intuitive way of knowing what's going to work for me which is weird but um (laughs) That's what happens when you've been together for 23 years. They know you better than you know yourself. Um, So he said, look, I think that there could be something here. And I was like, no, kind of just like I don't get it. And then when that happened, um, I was like, all right, let me go back to this Twitch thing because I don't know how long we're going to be in lockdown, like how long is this going to be for? Maybe I can just – and like I'm an extrovert, so I get my energy from people and being around people and community. So I just thought maybe I'll just go online stream some photography related content and see who shows up and and try and teach stuff I guess and show how I do stuff and, and maybe show examples of editing and stuff like that um and so yeah that's what I did I went I went live and um there were people there which was really cool and and I just started streaming three days a week and it was a slow build um but you know the I didn't really know what I was doing at the start. So initially I kind of treated it like workshops that I would show, you know, my process of how I'd, you know, edit a gig or I'd edit a particular photo. I used to get people to send photos to me that I could edit um, live on stream. Um, And then I started doing a little, just a little challenge, like just to keep help other people be creative. And that's when I think it really clicked was that people were sending, so we would set, and we still do this we set a challenge every week every Sunday and it's a theme so this this week's theme is silhouettes for example last week was hands okay. we've had like so many different themes over the last 18 months but we set a theme and so people were sending me their work and then I was showing their work on stream so then it became less about me constantly talking and teaching stuff yeah. and more about just a community and creating a community and people to show work and be really creative and um challenge themselves and especially you know when everybody's indoors and and um not really knowing what to do with themselves so that worked really well and the other thing that i started doing was um interviewing i guess industry professionals so my tuesday stream is always with a either other photographer or someone that works in the industry that you know you know the community will get stuff out of I guess and so mm, like mm, now I still I still do those two things like they're my two main streams is a is a challenge in an interview and it's the community's just grown like I think um I think I'm close to two and a half thousand followers now on Twitch which is actually like Twitch is a slow build like it is a slog so that's actually for a photography streamer on Twitch in a year that's like really great um I've got a community on Discord, which is basically two point three 2.3, 2.3 there you I go. Followed
0: you, I followed you about an hour ago.
1: <laughs> Great, there you go. Um, Discord is like a little a place where kind of when I'm not streaming where my community is. So I think there's maybe three or 400 people over in Discord. Um, cool. So, be, you know, it's a short period of time able to create this little family of people that um, show up. Now they financially support me. So, um, it, it, for people that don't know, you can monetize Twitch. Um, you, as soon as you become an affiliate, you can, uh, monetize. I've actually just become a partner, which is, um, it's a pretty big deal on Twitch. I think I'm one of the only photographer streamers in the world to be a partner. I believe I'm like one of maybe two or possibly three that's amazing um so Definitely. that's a really big deal because our category is tiny and there's not many of us over there um and so a partner streamer gets um you get slightly more income um that the split is different from twitch and um you are enough. pushed because to the front page enough. yeah yeah you get more exposure and stuff like that you get partner benefits i guess um yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I've been doing, I guess, for the last, yeah, close to 18 months now, which has completely transformed, you know, the, the, the hard part was when, like, when I started shooting again, was trying to integrate Twitch into my life and, you know, my normal life. And that was really hard to start with. I used to stream three times a week and I cut it down to two. And I found that's like the sweet spot, two times a week. Um, is, pre- is pretty manageable and I can still schedule in all the shoots I need to schedule and stuff, which is good. Um, but so, yeah, it's it's been a huge, huge, huge learning curve because I'm not a tech person and we might get into this stuff, but, like, yeah. the back end of streaming, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. I, I, a, I it's feel so like that's hard. such
0: a cool – because that's the kind of thing that I'm fascinated about. It's People talk about – People, will, people will start a conversation like, um, and this is this is not a criticism. This is an observation of how people talk. Oh yeah, I do this now, and you're like, cool, yeah, okay, so, like, actually, and you say, how do you do it? Oh well, I, you know, you know, I, I, I built this community up, or I built this. Up. Yeah, but like the actual, yeah, I'm fascinated in the nuts, nuts and bolts, and, bolts. bolts of the day. and not, and not, and not in a secrets way because none of it's secrets. It's like, cool, what uh 'cause because it's all just hard grindy work, um, grinding, yeah yeah because what you're doing is you're building your i I can I can only imagine that the Twitch community uh is a grind to build and because it's its very nature because what you're doing is you're making a demand not you're not making a demand but but what that engagement is is someone rocking up um and they will invest not, they're not just going to watch your Instagram live for two seconds or check out a story. Like they're sitting and watching you for literally hours, hours. doing something and interacting. Literally
1: hours. Yeah. And, and engaging. Um, the, I, the, the trick, it really took me a long time to understand Twitch because I, I, I was, I'm not a gamer. I don't play games at all. If in case anyone's watching, I'm the anti-gamer <laughs> girl. It's a bit of a joke in my stream, but um, yeah, so you have to keep. People engage. I struggle to stream for longer than three hours because I get so exhausted just being on for that long. You, it's your—it's a form of entertainment. You're entertaining a group of people for hours and um, it's through, I guess, the community just knowing each other so intimately now. There's in-jokes. We all have these emotes that mean different things because there's been so many funny things that have happened over the yeah. last 18 months. Like I have an emote – which is just for when I have a complete breakdown over there's something going wrong tech-wise because it's known that I have a tech curse. So there's this emote that's me with like wires coming out of my head because I'm just like I've had full like rage screaming matches on stream before because it's so (laughs) frustrating and so hard to stream, especially as a person who's not a tech person. And what happens with Twitch is like you get everything right, and you, you've 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 um, you've done test streams, and everything's perfect. And as soon as you go live, it all goes to shit. Like everything, like all the settings go, and you're like, I just spent hours doing this. Why yeah. is the audio not coming through? Why can't they yeah. like? So it's been you know when people ask me for advice about streaming and stuff like the first thing I say is I'm really candid about how hard it is and just mm. Mm. just the technical side alone like some people are really good with that stuff like music producers I find are really good people that are really like yeah. that understand um computers and and audio and all that sort of stuff are, are generally pretty good that's not me <laughs> i have yeah. a I have a yeah. friend a really dear friend of mine shout out to Aaron um. He has been helping me since day one, um, and he. When we first started, I'm not joking. It was five or six hours a day that we would spend on this stream, just getting it to a point and just working on stuff. And we still do. Like I spoke to him last night about something, and we've we're scheduled in um, on Saturday to go through some new stuff. Like we're constantly updating, refining. There's you know issues with stuff. It's a constant work in progress.
0: Do you feel like there was anything else in your career or your work uh, to this point that prepared you for, for doing something like that or doing something like this? Like, is it a, is oh. a complete upskill? Like, is it a complete, like, co- fucking COVID upskill ratchet this new thing <laughs> from scratch? Like, is that is that yeah. what this feels like?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. I get definitely from a technical point of view. I think from an engagement point of view, I found it quite natural. Um, even though if you watch my first yeah. stream, you definitely will not find me natural. It's, <laughs> but um, I guess I'll link
0: to that in the show notes. Just yeah, it's, it's hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> it's on
1: YouTube. It's so funny. I'm like, hey. <laughs> Is anybody watching? Uh, it's very cute. It's very, <laughs> I was very, very nervous. Um, but like, I guess the engagement with people came very natural to me. And, you know, yeah, even totally. the building the community stuff, like that, fi- that I find the on camera stuff I find easy. It's everything off the stream that is so yeah. challenging to me. It is really. I just don't know how to explain it. And like, I don't know, there might be people listening that are just like, what? This stuff's so easy. My brain doesn't work like that. Um, Even from like a photography point of view, I'm not a technical photographer. I find technical stuff actually very boring. I'm very intuitive with my photography. I'm very much just like, just work it out, see what you like and what are the settings? No idea. I don't know. This is just how I got, you know, I played around and I got some cool stuff, you know?
0: yeah. I think that's fair enough, and I think that there's a. Uh, the, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning about about bass guitars of all things, but just saying <laughs> like, like how you know fifty, you know, fifty years ago, like sixty years ago, you know, the bands bands then would have like killed to have just entry level stuff, like just a Fender Squire, is like fuck. How good is that? Like that's fine. Like you can play on that, and you can do that, and that's great. And you can like. You know, someone on their first job can save up and buy something like that. that. That is an achievable thing, and I feel like that barrier for entry has brought the the, the lower barrier for entry has only it's only a positive net gain. Like you know, yes. with all of these industries, will we, we'll, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of old crusty dudes that will will be like, oh, but you know, it's just kids coming in that ruin it. They don't know how much, I... and it's like just gatekeepers. And you're like, hey, okay, cool. So, how is anything going to grow and change if we if we don't disrupt, and um, yes. uh, adapt? Agreed. But yeah, but like, there's so many more of these conversations happening these days right now where people are going. I'm good at really I'm really good at these and I can now access this technology so I'm going to fucking give it a go. Um
1: Yeah, the other thing that I was to say is that in my old age, um I've got very good at identifying like I know, yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at and I'm also it took me a long time I think um how do I explain this? I guess as just as a woman existing in this world, I've been always very competitive and always out to prove that I can do anything. So I, it, I often struggled to ask for help. I often struggled to show any sign of weakness that I wasn't able to do any something because I just had to prove to everyone that I could do it. And now that I'm a mature adult, I can see (laughs) that there's things that I don't do well. And, and to really ask for help for people that do know what they're doing, because it actually benefits me as an artist, as a business person to be leaning on people that do other things really well um, that just help me. And I'm so fortunate to have really amazing people in my life that that help me with stuff like this. And, and like I said, my friend Aaron is specifically uh, for my Twitch stuff. I could not stream without him. There is no way I would have got through the first week without him. It's just not possible. My brain doesn't work like that. And I just would have given up. And so, um, I think just being aware that it's okay to, to lean on people and to ask, um, for help when you need it. And, you know, I've just found in him, like I, he, he is my right hand man, quite literally. And, you know, when we reached partner, it was like emotional for both of us. Like he's been there every single step of the way. That was a really big deal for him as well, you know?
0: Yeah, I actually think that there's such a like. I need to, I need to scream from the rooftops about how it, it's actually a buy. it's actually a, a a poor byproduct of our of I think that barrier to entry with things is you know photography is 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 such a good example of this. People, you know, young younger people uh, stereotypically, like they'll, they'll, they'll be able to buy a camera and they'll start shooting what they want to shoot. And they'll, they'll be like, actually, you know, what? I'm going to be a wedding photographer. I'm going to be a music photographer or a portrait or whatever. And they can start building that thing. And then they get pretty good at it and they start doing it as work. Yeah. And somehow they just never ask the question, can I actually get help from outside? Like, d- why do I have to do all this myself? Um, yeah. and I know that I bash on about outsourcing a lot, but like, I just feel like that's such an intersection there. Like literally how could have you, you couldn't have done this without outsourcing and you know, it's, it's not just, it's not a transactional thing. It's a friend. You have, you have this friend already you have a relationship with who helps you with this, but the, that's what it is. Like you're outsourcing your Twitch tech backend to this person. And that's, that's awesome. Like, he,
1: yeah. And he absolutely. really enjoys it. To. He actually really yeah. enjoys like being, feeling like. He's part of this, you know, and, and helping me in a way that he, you know, I can't do this for myself. Like, he actually enjoys being that person for me. And it's, it's like, mm. I, I'm so fortunate to have him in my life because it really is, um, you know, he helps me in so many, like anything computer related now. He's just like my go to because I have, I literally do have a tech curse. Like, we were joking about it the other night. Something happened and he said, I know we've been joking about this for so long, but he goes, I actually do think you have a curse now. He goes all yes. of these things because he works in IT as well. So he sees everything. He's like, right, 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 what right. you just explained to me. He's like, "It these don't this doesn't happen to anybody else. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this constant frustrating thing for me as well. Like it's so frustrating. There are
0: people in the world. I, I used to work for Apple and I'm a pretty, like I've encountered a lot of people in my life because I am a pretty tech I wouldn't say I'm tech heavy, but I like, I enjoy being across. I know, I know the things that I know. Yeah. um, And I feel like I sit at, a. I feel like I sit at a nice healthy interaction and healthy intersection of understanding stuff, but also not just it being about that. Like I want to go make shit because I want to make shit. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and that's a utopia that I feel like a lot of people can't like don't have. And I'm like, I feel so blessed because I've, because often you will meet someone who's one or the other. Um, true. So where was I going with that? Where was I going with that? Completely You're just saying you're
1: awesome and you um, have all of the skills. So no, you just I don't have, it. In. Don't it's okay. What? I would too. <laughs> I would too. If it was me, I'd definitely, I'd definitely rub it in. <laughs> I have,
0: I have met people a lot in my travels that sounds like a wanky phrase. I've met people in life. Do you remember travel, the,
1: the, Morgan? Do you remember when we're.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Do
1: you remember when we were allowed to leave this, leave this island? I don't Fuck, know. those on, were the just- days. Hey, what is this? I got,
0: you know what? I actually didn't have. It's just because it's I, uh, I got my first overseas wedding October 2019. I My passport had expired. I used this once, I used it once. Oh, I went to New Zealand, shit. and then and then COVID, and then I was like, "Cool." Well, All right. I don't. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I'll have to get a new one at this rate. One my the passport, like,
1: to. I needed new pages. That's how much I was traveling before COVID. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's Wild. very depressing. But anyway, let's not talk about that. We're talking about other
0: things. <laughs> um, I've encountered <laughs> a lot of people in life who 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 do say that they have that that unexplainable tech crisis and and I I have to I'm a very skeptical person I am pro I'm a pro science pro reason person I am too that's why it's frustrating
1: that's why it's so frustrating (laughs) I took a video the other day so because my friend is as well that's why we get along so well I took a video of him (laughs) as what was happening to my computer the other day I'm like can you please explain this because I took a video I said I'm typing and he could hear me typing two letters every time I type two letters. It would go on for like fifteen letters, and I'd be like, "Yeah." And then I go, I press delete. I'd go back to the start, and I'd press two again, and it would be like, "And I'm like, can you please explain to me what is happening right now?"
0: I think you need some compressed air under that keyboard. That's my very (laughs) rational answer. But
1: at this point, (laughs) I'm getting super woo. I'm like, can we do like a cleansing? We need to do some type of cleanse. We're going to get smoke in here. At this point, it's any, I literally, I don't care what we need to do because it's ridiculous. I'll go full woo.
0: Tech tech healing crystals.
1: Yeah, crystals. Yeah, oh, I need some that. crystals on my desk. <laughs> I'm gonna look if I need if it works, I'll try it.
0: Yeah. Oh wild, wild. Wow. Was, uh, I, I do wish we actually had video of that of that little interaction. That was funny. Um, we're all just, we're being all gesticulating I, with our hands. Oh yes.
1: Yes. There's so many videos. So, when I did my, um, when I did my one year anniversary, I put together like a compilation of all of the funny things that have happened. And one of the things was like just a section of me just having complete meltdowns on stream. Just <laughs> mean, <laughs> it was so funny. It was just like a five minute section of me melting down. It was very enjoyable for everybody else. So. Uh, <laughs>
0: quality. Um, I, I think I think like I wanted to talk to you about community building and like the actual nuts and bolts of it. Like I know that Twitch takes a while, mm-hmm. um, but the actual like I, I like and, and and we know this. Like I, I know this. Obviously, you know this. But the actual the, the the idea around being authentic and not hashtag authentic and hashtag you know leaving <laughs> a legacy. But like actually just <laughs> showing up and caring. And yes. being in a community is the best yes. way to build a community, and yes. I think that your Twitter is a good example of of that. Because I I, I just you know jumped on your Twitter before just to be like, hey, how many how many followers you got who, who who's following you like everyone's following you <laughs> like like all these cool people that I follow follow you like a whole bunch of cool like uh you know uh, my like because I follow them um. I can see people that, that I follow that also that follow, follow me. Oh. So, so it can be like a little, it's like a little gauge of like, oh, is this person cool? Con from the ASRC follows you. So that's oh, kind yes. of like a, a good yeah, little yeah. like.
1: No, I, but uh, that's the thing that's with the Twitter. Bar. I've always used Twitter <laughs> kind of, you know, I, I'm quite left-leaning in my uh, political views and it often has been the... The platform that I'm able to share those views if that makes sense so yeah people like Con or um, you know feminist writers or what like there's a bunch of people that would be there be so many examples yeah. um, as well as it's
0: fine, it's,
1: like, yeah as well as being just a great place to to connect with artists and and um, musicians as well like there's a lot of people from the music community as well sorry about that train, um, that's very loud.
0: Oh no, actually and we were literally uh, we actually shout out to my friend MJ. We were literally that's my friend who did the bass guitar. But <laughs> we follow you on Twitter. <laughs> oh, um, yay. And also Mia. Um Mia who I met oh, yes. I actually we, met Mia on Twitter.
1: Yeah, you you, interact you with her tweeted a lot. us the other day. Yeah, I love Mia. She's um she's a fellow basketball tragic like me, so I think oh. we've always just and, and I think similar in kind of Political views. Politics. There's a bunch of us that have been totally. following each other. Like we've been on there since 2010. So half the time you don't even remember how you met people. It's just, um,
0: yeah, that's the thing. You know what I mean? It's been, been around for it. so
1: long. It's just you know, like I don't know where I met these people. They're just like, you know, they've just been there for so long on that platform. So um, and and me is definitely an example of that for sure.
0: I think that's an interesting like segue. Like I wanted to just bring a couple of these people because I actually think that's the. That's, I don't want to, you know, and and as I said, I don't want to talk about the secrets, but it's like, cause it's not that it's, it is a genuine interaction, but you're, you're finding, you're saying, Hey, I do this. And I'm also into these things. Um, and you know, I'm not here to be. I, I, you know, I'm not here to talk about photography, and photography, photography. Yeah. Um, let's talk about basketball. Let's talk about actually. Uh, that's Australian it's
1: actually whatever. only recently that I've really started talking about photography on there. I mean, I've always posted stuff here and there, and people know that I'm a photographer. Yeah. I like, but it's always been a place for me to actually be very authentically myself and 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 talk yeah. post about stuff that I believe in and just vent about you know, if I've got frustrations with the government or whatever and and talk about, you know, if I'm watching a, I don't know, stupid television show or something. It's always been where I guess I've allowed myself to be the most authentic. And the thing about Twitter is a lot of people don't understand how to use Twitter, but Twitter is all about engagement and back and forth with people so people often posting and they're like well nobody's responding to me and but it's you know it's through years and years and years of interaction with these people like that you build up relationships with and and again me is a really good example i've never met her in real life we've been following each other forever and we know that we have similar similarities in certain areas um there's so many people like that you know that it's just you've got this relationship with the person that's been around on the platform for so long and you engage in certain certain topics and that's essentially how you build a community is just like is it's not just about you posting about yourself it's actually you engaging with other people it's about you showing up for other people that's the biggest secret with any of the instagram or anything it's it's really less about i think what you post and more about how you engage i think
0: yeah i think that's really fair and i think that the, you know from the from the start or almost from the start twitter was like built around that idea i actually feel yes. insta like i actually feel it's, it's quite hard in a traditional way uh, i think up up until on instagram recently to insta- on instagram um
1: yeah other than I guess when stories started and you could like the DM thing really started popping off because I think now I've got you know I've definitely built some very solid friendships with people via DMs across the world um just through mm. responding to stories and um you know that's how you build up a relationship so but yeah definitely in the past that was all Twitter that was I mean all you know, some of the the most famous international people that I've worked with was just me hitting them up on Twitter and asking if they wanted to work with me. And, you know, Twitter was the first platform because it came before Instagram. It was, Mm. you know, an artist would represent themselves. It wasn't wasn't management. So if you wanted to directly um, tag an artist or, or speak to an artist, you could do it via Twitter. So what I used to do when I first started in music photography was, I used to have a rule that I would want my photographs to be up first after a show and I would tag the artist. And this 10 years ago got me huge success because that's how I got noticed. Master. Nobody was doing this. I would go like, I wouldn't wake until the next day I'd go home. I'd edit the photographs. I'd post at least two or three and I would tag the artist. And without doubt, the artist would see that because that. they're excited. They want to post something about the show. They see my photographs and then you have, you know, often they'll reply and then you have an interaction and they'll follow you. Like it's, it's a kind of a snowball effect. So, um, using it as a tool for your business, but also like not as a, um, like when I say tool, like it's these interactions, are, I mean, they're very genuine, you know, you are building genuine friendships with people as well. So mm. I don't see it as transactional and uh, no. let's hope I get noticed by this person. Like I actually really want to know that person. I really want to have the opportunity to potentially work, you know, shoot a portrait with them and become their friend and be able to hang out and all that sort of stuff as well. So it's always like for me it's always about relationship building.
0: Yeah, and I think it's like that in, in in a lot of. I mean, it's certainly like that for me in the wedding industry. And by the same token, um, I feel like as soon as we stop, as soon as we stop feeling like we have to be everyone's friend, that's such a freeing thing. It's like, hang on, actually, you know what? I've seen a whole bunch of signalling on 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 this page that I just go, cool. I don't, I don't want, I don't want, I don't need to a- interact with them. Like, there's plenty of much. There's plenty of other. You people can see the inauthentic
1: can, stuff. Hey
0: yeah yeah that's that's the stuff that makes my skin
1: crawl like the inauthentic when it's like it feels like it feels transactional it feels like someone's trying to get something out of it rather than just be i don't know just a really genuine um mutually beneficial thing so like you know if i'm it's not just that I want to work with an artist, it's also that I want to provide them photographs. Like I'm doing something for them as well. It's not just like, oh, be my friend.
0: <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, totally. Totally. Um I mean, you know, we could take look look, let's let's use let's use the uh let's use the me- the medium of podcasting for for one hot second because we're we're I did not know where you were going to go right then.
1: When you said <laughs> It's like, oh, what was. specific example is he going to pull out? Um, but just,
0: but like, okay, so, you know, this is, you know, I, I'll I'll ask you at the end of this, plug something, you know, I'll put some links to your thing in the shows, but like in the show notes, but like this is a whole thing of, hey, let's actually like I, I, I care and you obviously care enough that... You were like, yeah, cool. Morgan doesn't seem like too much of a fuckhead. Let's chat to Morgan. Like, that's cool. (laughs) And and like this is a this is a literal example of this happening right now. Of just going, cool. Let's let's like try. A hundred.
1: This is this is exactly an example because like we don't know each other that well, but we just have worked out. Well, look, we're pretty cool. We know you know similar people. When you asked me to do this, I mean, it's a no-brainer of course i would love to have a chat to you you know like this is i love doing stuff like this i love talking to people for hours this is like if i could (laughs) do this forever
0: (laughs) how the fuck could you stream if you didn't like exactly exactly (laughs) no you can't stream
1: you can't just talk for three hours if you don't like talking that's for sure no it's even better in Um, a podcast form because on streaming it's very it's kind of like one way and people are chatting to you but at least we have there's a it's a back and forth you can't can't see them yeah, and you can no. Them, they just type. What, I mean, they're responding. They're responding, True. but it's in a different. It's written form. So you're just constantly. That's why it's so exhausting because you're constantly reading. You're constantly and you're yeah, reading yeah. out loud what people say to you. So all you're doing is you're responding and then you're reading the response. So you're just talking the whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's a lot of talking. I know for anyone that does never seen <laughs> Twitch, they will just be like, "What? This is so weird." It's great. Right. I, uh, it makes sense telling, when you watch it. It makes sense when you watch
0: it. actually, like, remember the first time I told my dad about what esports was, and I was <laughs> like, there are, there are, you know, people, there are, like, there are 21-year-olds in Korea, dad, who get paid millions of dollars a year to play StarCraft.
1: Yeah. And people watch a them. Theme. And he
0: goes, that's f- what the fuck. And I'm like, no, no, it's a thing. <laughs>
1: It's a thing, <laughs> and they play Korea, it at such a, a
0: level. I mean, yeah, I it's. It's actually
1: like games. it's interesting because, like you know, my, you know, my husband made a documentary on this. So I, and it was kind of on the dark side of esports and you know people that have addictions to gaming and um you know other things that come out of being able to you know being in front of a computer for this long. And there's only it's kind of like. Um, it's kind of like sport, you know, uh, professional sport. There's only a tiny, tiny percentage of people that actually reach professional levels. Same with gaming. So you've got I like, I like. literally billions of people that are gaming across the world, but only a tiny microscopic amount that'll actually make it to be professional that are earning millions. But the potential's there. The potential's even there to do it, you know, like I do. And earn an income. It's not a professional level income, but I certainly, you know, I can be earning up to a couple of grand a month doing streaming. So mm. there's a potential for anyone, essentially, if you've got something to say or you've got something to teach and there's a community that will be there that, you know, literally anyone can do this, which is what I love. I love that there's no 100%. gatekeepers to this. It can be any person that sets up a little camera in their bedroom and and wants to say something and if they can find the people that want to listen like that's it's very powerful you know and if you you know you want to be I mean there's so many examples of um people get really upset with you know girls that game or whatever or you know that there's all these men watching them and and they're getting money for it or whatever I'm just like more power to them like seriously how like i don't know why so people are so offended by that stuff it's like if a market is there then like why the hell not take advantage
0: <laughs> do it i mean if 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 you know look you know there's yeah i i, I understand like I, I i don't you know obviously i think it's fine uh, i understand why because of those conservative values that that exists, but I also think that a lot of that is just gatekeeping and people that are just annoyed that it's gatekeeping they got women's part of the pie.
1: behavior is what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah. yes, it's I bullshit. I mean, you know, at, the older I get, I guess the more not I wouldn't say conservative, but I guess more center I, I, I can get with my the, I can see where that becomes problematic from a society point of view, but again. It, yeah, from a, a feminist point of view, and, and like you said, gatekeeping. If there's a market for it, then if it didn't exist, then they wouldn't be able to do it. You know, they wouldn't be able to make that's an right. income from it. So there's obviously people that want to pay for that. So more power to them. <laughs> and you know, they're watching them playing games. That's you know, the thing. Yeah. And you know, maybe they're wearing a little crop top and they're a you know, cute whatever. Crop top. They look cute.
0: Hey, look. It's not the first time that people have sexed something up.
1: (laughs) Look, if anybody's looking to get onto my Twitch and is expecting that, unfortunately I will be in uh, (laughs) probably the hoodie that I'm wearing right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to. I didn't ask.
0: I didn't ask.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be very disappointed. That's all I can say.
0: (laughs) Um, I'd like to, I'd like to, let's take a tangent now and go, not a tangent, but let's, let's change direction and talk about. Obviously, obviously, you are passionate about what you do, and you are passionate about streaming and your communities, and how that is, um, be that that is part of your life and part of your work and creative work and business. Um, but outside, perhaps inside of that, are there some, some specific creative arty things that you're passionate about? Like I know that you enjoy busting out the the, the medium format on shoots and. And then there's that little, there's that little, um, Dan, Dan Dan O'Day talks about it. He's not the owner of this idea by any (laughs) means, but I, I remember him talking to me about this and talking to, he's talking to heaps of people about this idea, but like, um, you know, one for me, one for them or that sort of thing where you, where you're like, cool, let's grab the one for me and we'll grab the, get the stuff for them. And then let's get one for me. And then Uh. you're like, Oh fuck. They chose the one for me for the album cover and you're like, oh, yes. yes, absolutely. That's,
1: that's that, just
0: that as an idea. Let's go that, on that. Oh, that's, <laughs> I mean,
1: I would say, I would say the majority of shoots that I do is using that principle. It's like I always allow a space at the end of the shoot. I just call it playtime where we just, we get yeah. what we know. We've got, you know, the concepts that we're going to shoot um, and we know that we've nailed all of that. And then I'll just, even if it's half an hour, like just to try something new or experiment or maybe shoot some, you know, long exposure or weird, just weird stuff. Like, and and maybe it won't work, but like you said, maybe, you know, quite often it's the stuff that does really work really well and it's surprising and it's cool. And, um, you know, I try and do that for every single shoot. And, and the other thing is that it just makes it really fun. And I think the minute that photography stops being fun, um, Mm. is when I'll stop enjoying it because I, I love the play aspect like I said before I'm not a technical photographer I I don't really care about you know I don't get into the trenches with camera abilities and lenses and like autofocus capabilities and just, that shit's boring to me I'm like put a camera in my hand and I'll just I'll I'll I know how to use it and I'll just see what I can create and I'm not I don't I don't find I'm limited by stuff I'll give you a perfect example so, hmm. uh, I'm a big fan of the mirrorless, uh, Nikon mirrorless system. Um, and you know, there's a bit of a caveat here. They do sponsor, they do support me. I am a Zed creator. So, however, I had the mirrorless before I was a Zed creator. Um, but I we love, start in. it's not like they yeah, just, yes, go, exactly. Oh, so, we'll just and big, I yeah. like, I just love these cameras so much. But anyway, the, the new ZFC came out recently. This is going to sound like an ad, but it's not. Um, they did not pay me to say this, but they they sent me the new ZFC. I was one of the first people in the world to try this camera, and I cool. as soon as it was in my hands, I was like, I fucking love this camera. And I and I went out and shot with it, and I was sent away by a company called Ripperide. I don't know if you know about this company, but they um essentially they're like they do regional escapes, um, and you book accommodation and and you do a bunch of activities and they send photographers out to do these stories and so they sent me to do this story about this particular you know accommodation and we went my husband and i went and did a bunch of activities and i just had to document our whole time so i took the zfc i'm like this is a perfect time to take the camera out
0: Oh, is that cool? Yeah, I was following you on Instagram when I was like, oh, yeah. And then I remember that a lockdown happened as you were away. You were like, well, f- we're fucking staying here. <laughs> yeah, it was like the, I think it was
1: that we got back on the Monday and lockdown happened on the Tuesday or something. It was like uh, we literally yeah, just snuck in. So yeah, I, so I took it away that weekend, put it through its paces, took it everywhere, like hiking and, and doing shooting indoor stuff. And it had a little 16 to or was it 14 to 50 millimeter, 3.0 eight lens i don't oh, know something a classic, some little kit definitely. lens on a yeah. little pancake kit lens yeah. and um i got these photos back and oh this is what i this is what I say so i was on a bunch of like you know forums talking about this and and i just was reading the comments and so many people were like i would buy this but it's not a full frame and i just feel so limited that it's a crop sensor I got oh, this camera and I'm like, I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't even notice that it was a crop sensor. I was like, I'm just going to shoot with this, whatever it's allowing me to do in this space. And the photos <laughs> were so beautiful. I, the Monday I got back, I edited the photos. I sent them off to Ripper Ride. I emailed Nikon and I said, I know that these have sold out. Please put me on the first list to purchase this as soon as I can. This this camera is phenomenal. This is this is the perfect like little holiday, little put it in your pocket, it's so tiny, put it in your pocket. Yeah. Te- this is, you know, even more so smaller than my Z6. Like it's so tiny, so perfect, so compact. Right. Uh, and I was assault. And my point being is that so many people that are technical, are, they're they so worried about the capabilities of the camera rather than just going what can what can you do with that camera? Like the limitations actually help you be more creative, not the other way totally. around. Totally.
0: Well, that's where, that's where I approach the technical from. Like I, I, I've, um, I mean, you know, and I've previous guest of the podcast, Bellamy Hunter, I mean, he, he, Japan camera hunter, he's, he's totally honest and open about he's, he's, he's into camera collecting first and also he enjoys photography, but like camera collecting is the the whole other thing and the, the, the nuance and the, the fetishization or the, whatever you want to call it, or the, the enjoyment around that is, is its own thing. And I feel like I, I enjoy seeing what gear can do because I want to then see what I can do with it. Like, and that's where it is. It's at. It's at. And I think yeah. that's healthy. And that's how. That's where I think people need to be at. It's like, cool. Oh, there's this new Nikon camera. What? Cool. What can it do? Because because of what it allows me to do. And yeah. That's, I think, well, I just find that just that. Lost. Oh,
1: you know, I wouldn't buy it because it's a crop sense of That like that. I don't know. That just sounds.
0: ridiculous to me I just
1: it just sounds ridiculous to me so I I just my brain doesn't work like that like yes sure like full frame obviously full frames are amazing and they allow you to do more sure I don't know whether it's because I don't know I'm just in so many as a music photographer I'm in so many challenging situations that you have to make something out of nothing you have to just look around and you might have five minutes you might have zero light you've got to get super creative and i don't know i i mean if there's something about the challenge that i like to be restricted i think maybe that's what it is yeah it's just like
0: i think that's good and look i'm not you know i'm not limited by any particular brand um not saying that you're limited but you know like you know you i'm sure i, I i'm kind of aware of what i'm trying to say i have nikon but i also i also have my fuji and i've shot fujis for years as well yeah. and like they've always been APS-C. They've always been crop. And it's like, cool. I actually yes. think that there's the benefit, the actual technical benefit for me when I shoot street and documentary work is when I, I'm i on, if I'm on, say, uh, say I my old X-Pro 2, um, you know, if I wanted the 24 mil, it was a 16. So yeah. immediately that means I can do the same thing. And if I wanted, if I needed enough depth of field on a full frame, I'd be shooting at F11. I can get away at, f- at five, six. Yes. Which let's four times, exactly. four times more light in.
1: Exactly. And I'm exactly. like, cool. So that's but that's actually an that. advantage. Like,
0: It's just, an advantage. Just, just, that's an
1: advantage. <laughs> it's an advantage. I actually <laughs> have another, thing. I've got another example of that. A friend of mine was shooting. Um, Kanye West came out. Um, I don't know how many years ago. It's probably five or six years ago. And, to he was doing a bunch of shows, and there was only a few of us that had access to these shows. but the first three songs that we you know we were able to shoot, you know, it was shitty really shitty light, red light, smoke everywhere. like it was so impossible. like every photographer in the country just couldn't get a shot, basically. there was very it was like only a handful of people got a shot from that show. But my friend who lives in Adelaide and um, she had a crop sensor. And so we, were ha- we had to shoot from um, the – we weren't shooting from the pit. We are actually shooting from the sound desk, which is like another shitty – like we're, we're so far That's back. Rough. You can't see anything. Whoa. But because she had a crop That's like sensor – 50 metres back. 50 metres back, yes. So most huh. of us had, you know, uh, for, we got a full frame. We got a 70-200. You can't see shit. Because she had a crop sensor and it gave her that extra length on her whatever lens she was using – she managed to get the shot of the tour. Like she, and she, you know, she entered this photo in Monster Children, did really well. Like there's just, again, like a lot of people would be like, I don't want to shoot music on a crop sensor. I'm so limited, blah, 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 blah. This is an example of someone being able to do that and then use it to their advantage. So I I don't know. My point in my story is I don't really care about the limitations. Like those are the sort of things that challenge me and just be like okay what can I do with this what am I able to do with this um, and I think you definitely get that when you start using film cameras because you are you know like a medium format or something like that you, you really you are restricted to what you can do with that camera yeah, and that exactly. lens and and with that frame so it teaches you to be a better photographer and, and I think a lot of people that get really caught up in the minute technical stuff they're just not amazing photographers often. Yeah. Look, controversial I, I, take, controversial I, I don't opinion. Think, I don't
0: think it's a controversial take, but I also, <laughs> I'm also i also here for controversial takes. Like I'm not here to be middle of the road, Morgan. <laughs> Fucking let's go. <laughs> let's go.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, um, that's there's something about an intuition and, and feeling in photography that gets taken away when you're too worried about what your settings are, just go, just go and shoot, just go and shoot some cool shit.
0: I think that's a great way. We've been talking for 50 minutes. That's sort of wild. <laughs> that's
1: wild.
0: <laughs> and I feel like if we don't stop, we'll just go on. We'll just, someone will, All day. a grave will open up and we'll lie and we'll just, oh, okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That'd be so appropriate for me just to lay me down in my grave talking, just still talking like, hey, and you're just like, they're throwing flowers on me and I'm still talking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, where can the good people of the internet find you?
1: Yeah, so I'll my – i
0: in the show notes. But yeah, go for it. I'm
1: kind of Michelle G. Hunter on everything, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. Um, you can definitely find me there. If you have any vague – uh, interest in music photography. I did just write a masterclass um, that I'm about to relaunch, but it is up there. I'm just about to relaunch it into sections, but you can still purchase the whole course, um, and you can find that on my link tree, in my bio for Instagram as well. So, yeah, any any budding music photographers, I basically put all of the industry secrets into a big document so <laughs> it just saves you the pain of what I had to go through <laughs>
0: um is there is there someone is there someone that you haven't photographed because I, I think uh, this is a slightly less corny question than the alternate which is who is your favourite person to photograph Yeah. Uh, so my slightly slightly less corny question is there someone yep. that you haven't that you'd like to yeah
1: ooh um I mean, I'd love to do – like, I photographed Kendrick Lamar quite a few times, actually, but I'd like to do a portrait shoot with Kendrick Lamar. I Probably Kendrick and Kanye, people that I photographed live before, but I would love to do portrait sessions of both those two artists. They've both been hugely kind of influential to me personally and the music that I listen to, so those two for me, I think.
0: Put it out in the universe. Obviously you have many times before this and you will many times again. But I have
1: put it out a few yeah. times, but you look,
0: <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe uh, when we're allowed to leave this island again, you know, it might happen. Damn.
0: That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, all those links will be in the show notes and... Um, yeah, check check you out on Twitch. That's so cool. Check
1: me out. <laughs> there won't be any bikinis, but you know, you might have you might have a good time anyway. It might be might be funny or <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's that's gonna be the title of this episode. Might have a good time anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you never know.